Hello everyone, welcome to Chew Gum and Get Limber. This is episode two. I'm Avery. I'm Brennan. And we're going to talk about the newest Francis Quinlan album, uh, Likewise, today. Uh, Francis Quinlan is a Philly-based singer-songwriter who happens to be the lead uh, member of uh, the band Hopalong on Saddle Creek Records. Uh, we're both a, uh, big fans of Hopalong, I would say, like to put it mildly. Uh, Very much so, yeah. I think so, you showed me them for the first time. And yeah, I'm eternally in our travels, grateful. In yeah. our travels, yeah. we, we listen to them on the road a little bit, and uh, they've become just one of the greatest bands that we could ever, you know, try to emulate or whatever. Yeah. I, I'm a huge fan of theirs. Um, like, uh, like I said, Brendan is too. So yes. we're gonna talk about this new album by Francis. Um, she put it out in January. To critical acclaim, I'm assuming I'm because assuming. I'm a critic and I acclaim it. Um, yeah, I guess uh, yeah. what level do we have to be to be the sort of critics that, that people talk about acclaiming them? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm the Roger Ebert of of small time music reviewing. <laughs> That's one of the dumber jokes, but one of the better jokes. I don't know. Thank you. Yeah. That you've ever told. Cool. So yeah. yeah, likewise, this album is great. Let's talk about it. Yes, Brendan, do you, would you like to start us off by talking about yeah. maybe track one about yeah. this well, album? Two, I just want to say, like generally before I dive oh, yeah, into track one, I like I loved it. Um, I thought it was so 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 good. Um, it was. I think we were talking about this earlier before we started recording. But um, you know, at first listen, I was sort of like, oh yeah, this is cool. Very you know, getting hop along vibes. You know. Everything's cool, and I was, you know, enjoying it very casually, but as I started to sort of have some more intentional listens, uh, you know, to, with the, with the intention of actually talking about it, and, and so I was listening very closely and intensely, I was like, whoa, this is actually, like, really, really good. Um, so it's, it went from, like, a, a casually fun, good, easy listen to, there's some, there's some real meat here. Um, it kind of, I think it rewards a, a, a good listen. Um, for sure, like a very, very close listen. Rather, I agree. I think lyrically, probably, oh I don't know. That, I tend to be. We've talked about this before. Yeah. Not in this setting, but yeah. I tend to be a lot less lyrically forward when it comes to like listening to songs. Mm -hmm. And I think these songs are really uh, don't don't not read the lyrics. Yes, yes, they're they're uh, they're gold. Yeah, Francis Quinlan <laughs> pretty much is, entirely. She's a lyrical genius, and her melodies are just so cool and interesting and quirky, and yeah. that is present throughout. I can't say enough good things about like her lyrics and her melodies. Um, but yeah, anyway, the first track uh, on this album is "Piltdown Man," and it is actually um, I found out this. I don't know if you found this in, in your research as well, but it's sort of a reference to some like uh, paleo anthropological scam yeah. from the 50s. I read a little bit um, about it. <laughs> yeah, this guy named Charles Dawson, I guess, um, just came, faked the discovery of, uh, uh some bones that, that he claimed were the in-between between humans and, and apes. Uh, I think the first lyric of that song mentions the teeth assembled from that of an orangutan, and I think that's, it's a reference to that. And what, that's really cool and interesting, and I love that. I have no clue how it connects to the rest That's of the song. That's what I was going to say. This song is great. It's a great intro song, and the lyrics are great, but I don't know. And this is kind of the... I, I don't want to get into too many general themes mm -hmm. off the bat, but I don't know what she's talking about for a lot of this album. In the best way. Yes. It's yes. the best way to that the, yeah. it could come about, but I just... I have no idea mm -hmm. how things relate to each other. Totally. And, and I don't know. It's just beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that if you're... Again, I don't want to get too, you know, too general until the end here. But, like, 
yeah, I think if you're going into it wanting some sort of concrete narrative and, and really, you know, easy to understand themes, this is going to be a difficult album because it's super abstract. Right. Um, one of the most abstract albums that I've listened to recently. And I love that sort of stuff. Um, so I was excited about it. Um, but yeah, I, I love this track. I thought the key sound on it was really interesting. Um, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It was sort of, I don't, I don't usually like to get into the sort of minutia of production. I, I'm generally more of like a big picture kind of uh, person, but I think in this particular instance, the, the key sound specifically did a lot. It was very, um, it seemed very expressive. Like you could hear when she was hitting it harder and when she was sort of feathering it. And I thought that, you know, accented her her vocal performance in a really beautiful way and some of the the thematic abstract stuff that i didn't really understand but it seemed to ebb and flow sort of with the lyrical content too so i thought that was like a really really cool production choice on on that song i agree yeah that's kind of what i gleaned from it too i read that i think this was one of the songs that they kind of were sort of working on when they released when hop along released bark your head off dog which is one of the greatest albums of all time, in Agreed. my opinion. Um, and the original track for this had guitar, and they decided to change it and make it her solo thing, and mm-hmm. obviously just do the, I guess it's sort of a roadsy sounding kind of thing. Yeah. I agree. It's really beautifully expressive. Yeah. Uh, a big fan of yeah. it. And nothing else much uh, happens, other than I, I really love the kind of found sound. It's the first thing you hear on yes. the album, mm-hmm. which is really cool, the found yeah. sound element. Uh, to me, it sounds like kids playing on like a gymnasium almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she she actually I, found, I researched yeah to find okay out what it well was. tell me about it because I actually don't know what it oh, is oh yeah it was just I mean it's, it is exactly kind of what it sounds like uh, they she was on tour with Hop Along at one point and they um they were just hanging out at this community near this community center in whatever city they were in and she just recorded it knowing that it was kind of cool and she'd want to use it for something in the future whether that was like Hop Along or whatever so it was, it's it's not that interesting of a story I guess but. Um, <laughs> it's cool though. Yeah, no, yeah. I just didn't know it. I, yeah, I, I appreciate found sound stuff a lot. That's a kind same, of thing I really, same, yeah. really like. Yeah. Do you do? You, are you into like John Cage at all? Like, I don't know a lot are... of John Cage. The only John Cage I know is from you, pretty much. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, he uses a lot of like found sound and and sort of popularized that that uh, if you even want to call him. Popular. I mean, so did Tom Waits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Exactly. Tom Waits, one of the kings of found sound. As yeah, well, yeah. So, so that's it's definitely. Cool. Yeah, he. I guess he's not really popular um, right but in terms of that style he's sort yeah. of he's what a lot of people reference Very neat. Um, so great intro track next week we delve into uh your reply which mm-hmm. uh i don't know if you have anything to say about that off the, off the top of your yeah. head this one to me really felt like the first track of the album uh piltdown man yeah um yeah piltdown man definitely felt like an intro just mm-hmm. because of the it was just keys and vocals pretty much um so it felt very intro-y, and so this one is sort of like an upbeat kind of bop um, that felt like this this type of thing that albums would typically want to open with. Yeah, it's very like stylistically um, uh, in 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 line with what you're about to hear on the album. So I thought it was it's a pretty cool uh, first quote unquote track um, for sure. Yeah, I agree. I also like that it sort of sounds like uh, just kind of a sped up upbeat version of uh, Piltdown Man, which mm, is kind of yeah. nice. And I, they just kind of took took that kind of idea and uh, ran off with it. So I should reference my notes over here mm-hmm. now that I've actually, you know, written some for this <laughs> this here episode. Are we calling these episodes? Yeah, what this is episode two, heck? yeah. Wow. Well, unless we decide to release them in a different order. That's true. This could be episode one. Nobody yeah. will know. I, um, I did, I enjoyed, it sort of, along with sort of stylistically and musically um, being a good sort of jumping off point for the rest of the album, it... There are a few lyrics that sort of um, that are sort of juxtapositions of each other, and I thought there there's a lot of sort of that 
references like that on the rest of the album that I really liked. Um, and this this uh, this song particularly, um, the lyric "Precious Force," like those seem like two very contradictory things. Um, and I I don't know that that sort of like nuanced look at at things that seem to be disparate or um, opposite kind of rears its head a few times on this album. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, if I could uh, reach towards some favorite lyrics, the talking about having chicken and wine as things kind of like uh, darken a little bit. Is that, mm-hmm. th- that's this one. Uh, uh, it, yeah. Uh, that, I, I love that lyric a lot. Also saying that, um, what was it again? Uh, fear softens into doubt. Which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just yeah. like just the these things that she says. That uh, another and this is another track where I don't know exactly what she's trying to get at in terms of what she says. But a lot of the things that she does uh, say are, are pretty satisfying mm-hmm. in terms of ideas singularly. I guess. But, yeah, I think she said that um, this was. She wrote the song about uh, some notes that she found in the margins of a book. Yeah, um, and, which is the first verse is mm-hmm. about finding those 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 words yeah and it's it's interesting in the way it sort of like dances in and out of the speaker's sort of perspective and sort of the internal world of what seems like the book or these stories that she's telling um and it's it's really interesting it's sort of she she navigates multiple characters and points of view um on this track interestingly and throughout the album um so it's definitely it's it's cool for sure what did you think of the next track rare thing uh, I really liked Rare Thing. I thought Rare Thing was one of, one of the first songs on the album that I really, really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, I have on my notes in all caps, love. Yeah, love. Yeah, yeah. same. I've got a, just a big heart right next to mine yeah. there. Um, uh, I've struggled to figure out what exactly... I, I didn't read into to exactly what the songs are about. Just mm-hmm. I, I just like trying to figure out what they're about based on whatever the, the lyrics are. This one seemed to me to be sort of about possibly like... Uh, figuring out how to love in a different way that maybe doesn't come naturally and seems a little like maybe I I've I've loved in a way that was a little more selfish in my life and now I'm kind of figuring out based on this influence that I've had which to me sounds like possibly a child has come into your life or something like that I don't know that, mm-hmm. that is kind of like the base basic ideas I got kind of from it yeah I, I got yeah. something really similar I think too I, I sort of it seemed just like a really nuanced take on love and innocence yeah, and how they interact um and sometimes it, it felt like romantic love and sometimes at other times it sort of felt like maybe what well, you're talking about some sort of like familial or or parental love yeah absolutely um, and and it sort of it goes into sort of how how complicated those things can be um like there's the lyric the sunlight touches on the plants i've been torturing and that sort of to me was like so it's like there's this sort of caretaking relationship between you and these plants and and how how healthy is that for for either uh member of that relationship yeah and it's yeah it's just a really um in very few words uh she's just able to to have a really complicated conversation about something that's really complicated and, and i think that in music generally love is sort of presented this really like simple easy cheesy one, yeah cheesy, unrealistic kind of way yeah, yeah. really one-dimensional and it this is like 5d it's just <laughs> there's so many layers to what she's got going on yeah. in all these images and it's just i it's i thought this one was like pretty profoundly beautiful uh lyrically um and it's also got these cool synthy 80s vibes that just were kind of like dancey and fun yeah i um, that's it's the first one that sort of got a little electronic you know yeah. which pops up on the rest of the album too so that's a good mm-hmm. kind of a good uh 
Yeah, it was foreshadowing. It was funny the first when I listened to this in order the first time. I heard that and I was like, oh, I hope that comes up again, or else this is gonna feel like a weird outlier. Yeah, um, definitely, and it does. Yeah, it and is. unfortunately, I don't know. Fortunately or unfortunately, I was thinking about it in reference to Hop Along because you know what can you do? Right. So yeah. you know, I heard I was thinking kind of like acoustic-y singer-songwriter, but very sort of like real instruments and 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 yeah. kind of raw instrumentation, which it kind of was in that vein but i thought all the electronic instrumentation really kind of helped it distinguish itself from it worked really well on yeah on a singer songwriter solo album as well just kind of to have that thing where you'd normally expect acoustic piano acoustic guitar and stuff like that to be the the main thing Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, yeah it's great would you uh would you think of detroit lake that's the next track i also really like detroit lake this song to me kind of uh it 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 it's a metaphor kind of describing how how difficult it can be to be heard and maybe a relationship while also uh having this real world real world world story of this kind of or possibly real world about uh this hike where uh, uh, it, it seems like a hawk attacked a pigeon or something like that exactly another mm-hmm. example of when the lyrics are like I don't really know, but, but what what could our pigeons cannibalistic possibly mean? Yeah, like what, exactly. But it's so it just feels so good. It's it does so, feel really good. Yeah. So aesthetically pleasing, even if I don't quite understand yeah. what it means. Brennan's a lot better at dissecting what people are saying with words than I am. So I generally try to be like, "What do you think?" About <laughs> no, no, no. When it comes to it, because I, I feel like I could talk all day about production. But I took I like have no one, idea. I took like one poetry workshop in college, <laughs> and I'm suddenly the word guy. Yeah, um, yes, in this <laughs> group of people. Yes, <laughs> whatever. Um, <laughs> But there were, I think this is another, um, another, there's another, there are a lot of other examples of that juxtaposition I was talking about earlier on this, um, on this track too. There's that, uh, the, one of the parts of the chorus is algae blooms in Detroit Lake and sort of algae is sort of, in my mind at least, uh, evokes sort of like a parasitic kind of plant. It's not sure. like a, not always like a beautiful, like a flower, like a flower blooming or, or something like that. And so like blooming is sort of. A positive image next right. to this like algae. more more negative kind of gross plants Gunk. and then <laughs> detroit and lake two next to each other you know lakes are sort of in my head these placid sort of beautiful um peaceful places and detroit has always sort of been this gritty sort of industrial industrial place <laughs> and so yeah more more sort of uh aesthetic coherence there in terms of the juxtapositions which i really liked this is a really bad review. I feel like we're just talking about the things we're stoked on. That's true. But there's so many but we'll, things I'm we'll get there. On. <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't have fine. a lot of bad things to say, and I, I'm yeah. totally cool with that. I, I also agree um, with that. Let's see. Lucky. Yeah, A Secret. I think this one... Uh, a Secret is the next track, um, and I think it might have been maybe my favorite song. Yeah, um, it's up there for me as well. Yeah, especially just in context of the album. I thought it was a, a nice moment of levity. Um just because it was, you know, there's the thematic depth that's present throughout, but I don't think you need an intense listen to get a fully, like, a fun experience out of it. It was just sort of, like, melodically simple and aesthetically pleasing. It was just catchy and fun. And so I found myself, you know, deciding to focus instead of, like, needing to focus That's cool on this one, Yeah, if that makes sense. I appreciate this song a lot in that it does sound, like, uh, kind of happy and... and, and obviously if you read the lyrics it's a little maybe it's a little different but mm-hmm. yeah definitely. I, I feel like i i resonate with the song a lot because it to me it feels like 
maybe the distance that occurs and you're sitting in the distance uh, after a certain amount of time between uh, maybe some sort of important relationship mm-hmm. in your life sort of dissolving a little bit and maybe it didn't kind of come the way it should have and, and, and things are a little weird afterwards. But the lyric that, that pops out to me is uh, how can you still talk to them when the long shadow stretches from their little house to the top of your mountain? Meaning how can you let... To me, how can you let the just the the little everyday, uh, you know, bullshits that we all have to uh, uh, d- deal with when it comes to maybe knowing somebody as well as or better than knowing yourself and what that looks like when you're on the other side of it? I guess I yeah. don't know. That's just kind of how I felt about it. It made me sad, but in such a good oh, way. Yeah, it's... and none of this is a secret. It's mm-hmm. it's just it's life has passed and this is out here now and mm-hmm. this is just how we live with it kind of thing. I don't. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's again, she just takes something that is often presented as as one-dimensional and she's like it's totally not. Like it's this yeah. crazy shifting she complicated understands nuance thing. more than yeah, most people. Yeah, I would yeah, say. definitely better than me. Knowing how um, to at least write about it and talk about it. Yeah, it's it's really really beautiful. Went to LA is uh, is the next track. Went here. to LA I think is my favorite song on the album. Really? Yeah. Really. Um why is that? I would say there's something about how it's just framed entirely. I love the chord chord choices, and I love how it kind of stays. It stays down here, even though it. I feel like the emotion are down here, as in stays kind of low. Uh, where whereas the emotion is is a little uh, higher, I guess, in terms of how it how it is. Uh, <laughs> get a little lost yeah. in the wording there, mm-hmm. but. Um, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's another, it's, it's also simple. Like you kind of get what she's saying, um, through the metaphor, maybe moving to LA is, you know, trying to figure out identity and, uh, the line where she says, didn't I come here with a friend? It doesn't matter anyway, whatever it's, it kind of hits really hard. You Definitely, know, yeah. <laughs> that, that's one of the biggest uh, lines of the, the album for me, but specifically that one. But yeah, the, the, this song, I feel like really it's the centerpiece of the album to me. It kind of ties everything together. I agree. This is one of my favorite tracks too. It's it's again super abstract. I sort of there seem to be several characters and and points of view, and I just don't care. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter. It really just helps. Yeah, I I found my usually. I don't know. I like to sort of have some kind of anchor to latch onto on when I listen to music um, thematically. But I just like found myself. There's so many lyrics that just hit you in the chest that you don't have time to like catch your breath and try to figure out what's going on you you still feel it even though you don't know why yeah um and i think that music like instrumental music is often that abstract absolutely um, yeah and so it's really cool to hear somebody sort of do that with with uh words that we often assign such specific meaning to um and so to be able to say something that means nothing but still makes me feel not nothing but um you know doesn't mean anything concrete you know on the right. surface um and still is so affecting is like it was honestly a pretty unique listening experience um yeah it's it's i've learned a lot about just what you can do with words listening to this album yeah um, listening to francis in general just yes uh, over the course of you know yeah all the albums that i've I've heard her on is it's she is able to say things in a way that i don't i just she has a command of words that i don't i don't understand i know and i can't fully appreciate it either because i just like it's so beyond how I would use words, you know? Yeah, if she was just a poet, she'd be an amazing poet, you yeah. know? And and the fact that she's able to create this music that's, that complements those words so well, it's just... it's it, Yeah, it's like a masterclass in songwriting, honestly. Right. Um, big, big, big fan. Yeah. 
Yeah. Want to move on to Lean? I Lean. think that's the next one. Yeah, I thought this had some really, really pretty instrumentation. I um, thought so too. Yeah, yeah, just some beautiful or there's we haven't really talked about all the beautiful strings and orchestral stuff. Um right. On the But the, there's a pl- there's plenty of it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's really present throughout the album. It's just the instrumentation's really cool for singer songwriter. It's it's still indie, but you've got all these like lush, um, beautiful string arrangements. And this song I think showcases that um really, really beautifully for sure. Yeah. It sounds like she may might be talking about uh to me in this song like someone uh she's possibly familial with that that's younger that she's had to watch grow and see a lot of hard things happen to and possibly now we're sort of on the other side of that growth and and this person that we watched to grow up with all of this uh uh all these you know difficulties and and all the all the tryingness is that a word? Mm-hmm. Trying this, maybe, yeah, maybe. Maybe you you realize that like that's that's kind of what makes a person a person more so. I don't know. These are all things <laughs> I've just kind of thought about. I guess. Yeah. No, I agree. It's I. It's interesting. I, I sort of got a, a some romantic relationship vibes in here, um, which maybe we're both right with yeah, with this. You know, it sort of it seems like um, you know, sort of the complications that come along with. Uh, maybe uh being in some sort of romantic relationship where you feel like a lot is being demanded of you there's that lyric the at the end the climb one more mountain for me woman sort of like telling yeah this woman character what to do um which is which i thought was really cool and there's but maybe there's like it seemed like there was maybe some a more like sinister take on it too because there's that your legs can take it just a few more times lyric. Yeah. so it was, it was really interesting i i don't know what to make of all of that and verse two, I thought was interesting. Um, I don't. Again, I don't know how this is in conversation with the rest of the song. These are all just sort of. I, this song was tough. There were a lot of like individual pieces. This was the one that was the the most difficult for me to actually have an opinion about. Right yeah, now. it's just it seems there's like a like an I don't know it's these this high sort of highbrow ornate um, language like upon and with whom next to like emails and trucks. And yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, yeah. Now that I'm back. Yeah, this uh, this song references the uh, the woman character again. I yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it sort of talked about this like woman in third person. So I don't know if that's Francis or some character on the album, or if woman is speaking in other songs. But I thought that was um, I don't know, kind of. And I noted that that woman was back on on this track. It's very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of it? Uh, I loved the song. I liked how it mm-hmm. uh, kind of shifted from being. It, this song I feel like is is the most uh, kind of all the other songs come to this song on the album as I do you know what I'm saying yeah yeah, yeah. It, it is the it is the track that kind of I, as a as an ender sort of if, mm-hmm. if you don't want to get into the cover being the yeah. ender I guess but uh, I love the instrumentation I like the words a lot um, I love the imagery of 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 in the beginning of the song oh. where this woman feels a scratching her head and that was the craziest image on the album yeah. it was so visceral. a doctor has to remove a roach from this woman's head and it gets the to me it gets the the narrator so freaked out that they raid raid season spaghetti. spaghetti for dinner like, which is that this, is this insane is, yeah. Yeah. it's the weirdest i think it's the weirdest lyric to start a song on on the yeah. record and, it's just uh, so visceral. Like yeah. I was losing my mind when I first like really caught on to what was going on there. I was like, "What is?" Yeah, 
Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought that it had this cool, like, distorted uh, effect on the vocals as well. Yeah, that's right. Really I forgot about that. Yeah, that's true. It was. It's the the only one on the album that does that. I think my one one. I I don't have very many negative things to say about it, but I almost wish that it had ended here. Um, yeah, that cover was the cover. The last song as the cover was really cool, and I, I I love to hear her do covers. But it seemed like it was this really like tightly woven album and. The cover sort of, I don't know, it seemed a little strange to have somebody else's work on this sort of, what seemed like a very... It seems very personal. Yeah, yeah, personal is the right word. Um, but the cover was cool. I really, I, I liked it. I, yeah, I know. I, you... I'm a huge Built to Spill fan. She covers Carry the Zero for the last track of the, the album, and it's a very interesting cover. I, I read I read this title, and I was like, well, there's no other song called Carry the Zero, <laughs> pro- I promise. And I know that she's also a big fan of Built to Spill. Um, she, along with that whole crew of people, I feel like uh, making music in their 30s now that sounds like stuff from the 90s a little bit. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, if we want to get back, yeah, if we want to get into Carry the Zero, it's a very interesting cover. Uh, I prefer the original. Uh, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I think the uh, it, if it had been different and it, it was a maybe more interesting and and kind of they went a little further with it, it, mm-hmm. it, it would have been a little more satisfying as an album ender and as a cover in general. But knowing what the original version does to me and knowing what we could have ended on on this album maybe a little disappointing i mm-hmm. guess yeah uh, but i'm not that upset because it is a cover and it's like if i just if i just want to listen to this francis quinlan quinlan album i just stop before i get to this point not to say that it's not you know a quality yeah. track it would have been a good. nice single like i would have i still right. it's a very interesting i mean she does some cool like synthy 80s stuff yeah and, and there's that. a couple of weird guitar things in it that don't happen anywhere else on the album yeah that are interesting which which is cool yeah it's really nice it's just to to go from like one thing to another like yeah. that so quickly. i'm cool. curious though how in her brain the message of Carry the Zero ties back to maybe some of the things she was trying to say on the album, which I'm not sure, honestly, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, uh, right, I had that thought, those too. lyrics are fairly abstract as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah, because obviously, I mean, she intentionally put it on this album, and she could have released it as a single, just like we said. So she, there's some reason why, and I think that based on the intentionality and the intricacies of the rest of the album, there's probably some very intentional reason that she put it there and she wants that song in conversation with the rest of those songs. And I don't really understand why. Just like, I don't really understand a lot of the things on this album. (laughs) Um, I just, to me, didn't quite have the same emotional impact that a lot of the other things that I maybe didn't understand as well had um, in other moments. But, you know, if that's the worst thing that this album has for me, I think that she's doing all right. Um, This is definitely one of my favorite albums I've listened to in a long time. Yeah. I, I think it's it's really cool to see what she does without the context of Hopalong. Mm-hmm. And knowing how much those Hopalong songs sound like Francis Quinlan songs before they get to Hopalong, yeah. a lot of these songs are, are very like, uh, you would you would hear them on a Hopalong album, which is cool. It's, just, it's cool to hear her, the best parts that she brings, which are the mm-hmm. lyrics and the vocal, I mean, the melodies and everything, all that stuff, mm-hmm. but... Can we just talk about how amazing she is as a singer? Oh my god! Just gosh. as a singer, some of those vocal performances were just <laughs> mind-boggling. When she's singing "Heaven Is a Second Chance," I oh, think she's just kill me. she's just going at it. It yeah. is just yeah, it just hits you right in the chest. She has um, the, probably the most one of the most interesting vocals. I think the outro on "Went to L.A." Yeah. specifically, she gets this really gritty, like intense, just rasp. Yeah, yeah. rasp, <laughs> and it's just oh, 
it yeah it's, it's as affecting as as the lyrics um yeah and and i don't know i i don't know exactly who the credits are all online i think but i don't know who performed but instrumentally on mostly all... it's all hop along so oh cool cool that's cool yeah i was gonna say yeah. all the all the more specifically her and her guitar player who whose name i can't remember off the i think isn't it joe sure it is <laughs> maybe <laughs> sorry joe sorry joe <laughs> i think it's joe um i could be very wrong though uh but yeah the, all the instrumental performance is really inspired and interesting and and it was just from start to finish a fantastic album yeah. definitely one of my favorites ever if i could critique i think maybe sometimes and this this might be my critique with that that i have with maybe her songwriting in general which is not this just a personal thing mm-hmm. is that sometimes it feels like there's a lot of meandering and sometimes i feel like i can't quite find the harmony i'm just listening to words mm-hmm. and i as a human being don't respond to words as well as i do to melody so i i just maybe there's a few times where i was just kind of like all right, where's the part in the song I can like remember later? You know, but, right? Uh, I found that too. Actually, there were yeah. there was it was missing, not missing, but I, I found myself wanting some some more hooky some anchors. Right. You know, because I feel like these songs could do with that. But on the other side, the lyrics themselves telling the story that they tell, just kind of on their own, and not having anything else to back them up, is kind of. Mm-hmm. kind of great so i don't know it's kind of like a it, take it or leave it yeah. i'm very happy with what this album is yeah. requires so. a little bit of work on the listener's end i think for right. sure i had to be very intentional about listening to the lyrics and and paying attention to the melody because it does meander like you said and i think if you're willing to put in the work this album is very very rewarding and if you're not there's still a few moments that that are, are worth yes. listening to even if you're a lazy listener which i can be sometimes um you know, with, and it's not a bad thing to want, like, escapist, you know. Absolutely, yeah. I, es- escapist listening. Um, yeah, it's it's, still, it's a great album either way, but I think it really, really, to get the full effect out of it, you need that sort of intense listen, because it rewards it so well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it, I guess, a little bit already, but favorite couple of songs, if you wanted to make yes, me talk about them. Yes, definitely, definitely. We're also just... working, as, as we go on and record more episodes, we're working on a playlist, uh, to add to our yes, Spotify. so these favorite songs will end up on the playlist and yeah. hopefully inspire the one or two human beings that will ever listen to this to go listen to these actual albums and not just a, about yeah. us talking about I really them. hope people listen to this. I'm having a lot of fun making it. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. We're, it's it's uh, almost 10 p.m. on a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Just ate some frozen pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling good. I went to work. It's quarantine right now. Just to give some some out of some some context. Just in case this doing. comes. Yeah, this this yeah. this is a it's the end of quarantine baby. in South Carolina. Carolina, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah. Brought uh, to you by Francis Quinlan. Yeah. And likewise. Yeah, did we even say the name of the album at the beginning? I think I think we did, but I could be wrong. I don't know. We're also working on uh, uh, getting some music for this going right now. So so maybe there will be a cool outro here. Maybe there won't. We don't know. Yeah, but we appreciate everybody. I think that's it. I don't yeah. really think... Let me, if I can figure out what else... I don't think I have anything else to add to that. It's just a good album. Yeah, I agree. If you were to rate it out of 10. Out of 10, I think I would give this album an 8. I'd give it a 9. Nice. Very good. It's just a few little quirks away from being perfect for me. Right. And I'm heavily rooting for Francis, and I want another Hop Along album and all that stuff. So I want another Hop Along album. I want a million more Hop Along albums. Please. Uh, I want a million more Francis Quinlan albums. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, More of this. Cool. Well, thanks for listening. We appreciate it.